Squeeze my dits. Squeeze. <laughs> squeeze my, my tits and pull my dick real hard. I think you could even do squeeze my... No. <laughs> pull my dick and squeeze my tits real hard. I think I think I like that one better. Yeah. Because it's a surprise that he's got tits that's, and That's exactly right. <laughs> squeeze my dick and pull my mm. tits real hard. <laughs> You sound just like Scotty McCreary when you say that. Isn't that the, those are the lyrics, right? No, that is. He couldn't sing that on American Idol. Squeeze my dick and pull my tits (laughs) real hard. That is how to do it. (laughs) You gotta pull them real hard. Pull my tits real hard for me to get off now. (laughs) You don't know what (laughs) You don't know what kind of guy. I like to have my tits pulled hard. Do you think a lot of guys like having their tits pulled real hard? Yeah, definitely. Guys are into that. Anything that you can think of, guys are into. I know. You remember Scotty McCray was on American Idol and that was his riff? Like, he kept doing that. Squeeze my tits and pull my dick real hard. Real hard. That was the one thing that he could sing over and over and the judges wow. give him shit. We got a mess of I know. cables. Christ. I'll just... Oh, man, cares. it's hot in here. Jet lagged. Fuck. So, we're back. And, uh, you know, we recorded, we pre-recorded <laughs> episodes that we uploaded them. I thought we were going to have trouble uploading them from Africa. I didn't tell you that. Oh, no. But I was like, oh, with their little elephant fucking the internet connection. The zebra's calling the internet? Yeah. <laughs> the zebra's <laughs> running out ahead to pull the internet. <laughs> we're going to struggle to upload this, but we actually had great internets. That was surprising, um, I know. But one, we were one episode short of what we needed because we didn't factor in flying back and being dead. <laughs> so, we flying around the world. It took 26 hours to fuck. get home yesterday. And then by the time we get home, we're like, Do, should we record? And I went, I went straight to, uh, to, to a gig. To work today. Yeah. yeah forget it. And even right now, it's about 830 at night, our we're time. We're melting. And uh, it's slowly. I don't even know how we're going to do this. Because we've, we've had some wine now to help. Uh, our fucking brain, our body, and everything is nine hours ahead. Yeah. Of eight thirty at night, which is what? It's a it's bajillion o'clock. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for giving us the opportunity to deliver you a late episode. This is your mom's house. Where can people see your jeans? Oh my gosh, you guys, my jeans are going to be super high. I'm going to the Miami Improv. Yo, five. September uh, 12th through 17th. My jeans are going to be there. And then Peoria, Illinois at the uh, Comedy Jukebox. Now, I, do I pronounce the S, Illinois? No. I don't say that. Mm-mm. Fuck, I'm so stupid. You know who's Illin- from Peoria, though, Illinois. right? Illinois. You know who's Peoria? Richard Pryor. Oh. <gasps> No, he's not. Yes, he is. Oh, that's so cool. Do you think he'll be there? He might be at the club. He might be at the show. Hmm. That's the birthplace of Richard Pryor and Sam Kennison, I think, also. Oh, wow. That's a very good comedy town. Comedy Jukebox, uh, September 27th through 29th. Come see me, please. Mm. What about you, Gene? I'm going to be in Toronto, Mm. Canada. I think September 20th through the 24th, I think. Uh, I think it's like a fri- uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, something like that. Weird thing, but it's uh, Just for Laughs uh, in Toronto, so I'm doing a bunch of different shows there. Oh, that sounds neat. So that sounds neat, buddy. Do that, and then um, I think just after that, sometime in early, late September, early October, I'm playing 
Winnipeg. <laughs> rumors, that. rumors, comedy club in Winnipeg. I love Canadians. You do, man. You've been really tearing it up in Canada this year. I fucking love them. Um, <laughs> but if you guys ever ever i know sometimes you tweet us and you're like when are you coming to chicago when are you coming yeah. always check our websites tomsegura.com or christinacomedy.com and we keep all our dates updated there wait a minute is your last name comedy yeah. i didn't know that well, my last name's too hard to put on a website oh, i thought your last name was comedy <laughs> Well, are we ready? Can we start the damn start fly the poofs? Fucking show. Mr. Jones, right. Sit down, please. What can I do for you today? Okay, I have this uh, problem, this very delicate matter. I have a friend of mine wants to immigrate to South Africa. Yes, of course. I can certainly help him do that. Oh, sure. Uh, but I want you to talk him out of it. Talk him out of it? Uh, yeah. Whatever for? Well, uh, you see, this is such a bad time for him to go to South Africa. I mean, with all the trouble and everything, okay? Look, why don't you ask your friend to come back later in the week? We can sit down. He's here. No, he's here. He's here? He's here? Yeah, he's here now. Alphonse! Alphonse! How you doing? I think there must be some mistake. <laughs> Say what? Sir, listen to your friend here. He knows what he's talking about. I don't think you really want to go to South Africa. Why not? Because you're black. You are. He is. Of course I'm black. That's why I want to go to South Africa. To join up with my oppressed brothers. To take up the struggle against the tyranny of the racist, fascist, white minority regime. Fascist white regime. One man, one vote. One man, one vote. Free South Africa, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> this shit is big time. Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone loving to this. Your mom in the fucking stand. Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house. With Tom Segura. Tom Segura. Christina Pajitsis. Welcome to your mom's house. Oh man, it's good to be back. <laughs> it's so good to be back and to play that clip because for the first week we were there, kept saying that over and over. You're black. You're black. You're black. And it's not black. It's black. It's black. It's an E. You're black. You're black. I love to say that. You know what's a trip though? <clears throat> Being in South Africa is that black people are just, they're called blacks. Yeah. And the categories, it was kind of weird in the beginning to be able to just say like There's black. definitely some, uh, there's some, uh, <laughs> you have to say black. Yeah, they don't, they don't go African yeah. or African. I mean, they're African, African too. They're you could say true Af- African. But, yeah, but they don't like say, oh, you know, he's like, you're black. Yeah. And then they have another category that's perfectly, not only accepted, it's, it's, that's what you're supposed to say. Yeah. And that is colored. Oh, um, and color so weird to say basically the best way to explain it to outsiders is it's essentially mixed people right like so, black plus something else yeah like when you know when you see like a like somebody who's black and white they'd be like oh you're colored right but they don't go like you know here it's an outdated and considered bigoted term yeah crazy for black right like that there's a progression uh it went negro in like the you know 
late 1800s, early 1900s. Yeah. Then colored. Oh my god. Right? Yeah, Negro then colored. Uh, I wasn't al- I wasn't around back then, Tom. I think but I think colored was after So anyways, what I'm saying is that in our minds what is a outdated and not acceptable term? Yeah. is what they categorize a whole race of people as. They still they still yeah, it's common it's common yeah. to say that and it's not considered offensive. Yeah, like that was the that was one really of the big weird. jokes from uh a South African comic David Cow when he was uh performing was talking about Obama and he would yeah. be like the you know, these Americans think that uh Obama is their first black president, and then he like pauses and he goes, "He's colored," and yeah. the place explodes. Yeah, but you have to put together that you know for them, he's not black. Correct. Yeah, he's, he's mixed. Right, and which means he's colored. Which is so crazy. So uh, obviously, we just came back from South Africa. We're, yeah, well, this uh, is our this South is, Africa. This episode. is our episode, and uh, so when you get there and you you look around, and you're like, oh, there's so many different people, and then someone breaks it down for you the the apartheid system, which oh, is man. fucking horrific. Yeah, and we went to the apartheid museum, and we we saw Nelson Mandela's house. Anyway, it was but, amazing, right? It was awesome. There it is. There we go. I love it. And there's like tribal, like it's. You recognize the song? It's out, yeah. Is this from the Nando show? This is what David would come out to. Yeah. A, a version of this. Yeah. What is this? Some fucking African I shit. I love this. Um, so, but they broke it down. When they break it down for you as an outsider, you're like, what? So there's, the Dutch came. Yeah. Colonized these sweet African people. Took mm-hmm. their gold, basically. Mm-hmm. And put it in the system of apartheid, mm-hmm. which uh, is horrifying. and categorizes people. And, and subjugated black people to living in slums and it was awful it is it really is um a realization of uh white supremacy in as a societal norm like oh yeah it's crazy yeah when you see how fucking just terrible that system it was how the most awful white abu- people are it was the most abusive <laughs> yeah. awful thing yeah i mean you know you read stuff in books and you like in our our own history is pretty awful too but when you there's just so much more recent you know they weren't a uh, democracy till 94 and that's really when apartheid essentially ended right um so we were so, kids when they were. When well, they I was in this. I was in junior high when Nelson Mandela was released. I remember yeah, released listening to 90. it on the radio. Yeah, and I remember like kind of understanding what was going on. But then yeah. when you go there, so there's categories of human beings. This is how yeah. they, they categorize people. There's white people, mm-hmm. which you're super lucky if you're white and you get to your be life is chill, awesome. Yeah, you get to be educated as high as you want. You mm-hmm. get you get land, and then uh, there's black people. Which is like, you're just fucked. You don't get to go to school beyond sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's colored people, which is a black plus a mixture of anybody. Of yeah. Anything. And Indians is their own And there's category. a ton of Indians in South Africa. A ton. And they have the wealth, which is good. Who has the wealth? Indians, they say, are pretty well. Like in Durban. Oh, now you mean? Now, not back in the day. Yeah. No, All right. Yeah. Well, there's just so many. So there's there's bound to be some that are pretty well off, I guess. Yeah. Like in India, Indians are like... Mexicans in the states. That's such a good analogy, Tom. Really? <laughs> it's true. They are good with money. My stepdad, who's Indian, no, I don't mean super that. Good with money. I'm saying like them being outsiders, but having a huge presence in the country. Oh, the Mexicans of Africa, yeah. Right. <laughs> there are Mexicans. Yeah, that's true, babe. Um, 
So that was crazy. You're black. You're black. And they, then their E's are A's and their A's are E's. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then they always say pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. That's a big thing that they say. Like when you say thank you, they go pleasure. But it gets creepy after a minute. It gets very creepy when people are keeping pleasure to you. <laughs> uh, our sweet friend Lauren always was with the pleasure. Pleasure. Hello. Am I supposed to do this? Thank you for bringing me this. Pleasure. Very friendly. Oh, hello. <laughs> it's a pleasure to see you. You know what I realized, Tommy, <laughs> is that. <laughs> Uh, South Africans are much nicer than we are. Definitely. By far. Yeah, and it was pretty much across the board. Yeah. I didn't get any shitty, weird feelings from anybody. No. No weird looks, no attitude, no, no nothing. No, Everything we're was great. Smiling. Are you guys the comedians? And super nice to mm-hmm. us. Uh, it really, and then we get back to the states, and it's like, uh, "Fuck you, motherfucker!" Like, All right, back to America. everybody is like, "Fuck, are you looking at?" Here you we know, go. Uh, what? Quit eyeballing me, man. Quit eyeballing me. Nobody eyeballs you there. They're super nice. Um, we joked about AIDS a lot while we were there. Tons. A lot of AIDS jokes. We opened a lot with AIDS jokes, and I found that the, it started it stopped being funny after a while because I was like, "Oh, this kind of shit's real for them." Like, not for me, it wasn't. <laughs> really, I dropped my AIDS joke last few shows I'm like, did oh. it all 15 shows for me yep <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm hoping to get a copy of it because david uh recorded yeah uh one of the sets so i got it on video i'm gonna post it online it's just real over there what aids yeah 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 because at one point in your act you start by being like who's from johannesburg Woo! and they yeah. applaud and then you go who is from South Africa? Who's proud to be South African? Woo! And then you go, who doesn't have AIDS? And then it significantly drops off. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. significantly less yeah. people cheer. Yeah. And then you're like, well, no, I'm not going to be fucking tonight. And yeah. it gets a great laugh. But you're like, oh, wow, this shit's real. Very real. Yeah. yeah. That's why it gets a big reaction, though, too. Yeah. If it weren't real, nobody would. Like, if you said that in any other number of countries, they would be like, huh? Why is he at, like... They react because it's relevant. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's really... And, oh, man. Yeah, it was depressing. You know what was crazy when we were over there is the uh, that coal miners' strike. And yeah. uh, the police gunned down 30 coal miners. Yeah. And we were... 34, and then uh, a few Jesus died later Christ. in the hospital. Oh, my God. I think 40 total have died. Well, I mean, it's sad and awful. We were watching it as it was happening. Yeah. Um, it, was, um, it was pretty wild, man. They... They just fucking opened fire on a bunch of protesting miners. Protesters with machetes. Yeah. Not um, not carrying guns. You know what was surprising to me was, I mean, I don't know how many of our listeners follow this story, but a lot of um, the people I spoke to, South Africans, and I'm talking about like black South Africans, yeah, totally were like, oh no, the uh, cops had to do that. I was right. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought everybody was going to be like, like here, whenever cops shoot and kill people, the, you know, sort of the, the the sentiment from people is like, can you believe these asshole yeah. cops? It's fuck the police, basically. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. You know, excessive force is always a thing. Yeah. Every, over there, everybody was like, well, what the fuck do you expect? Those guys had machetes. <laughs> well, they like, had knives, guys. They had knives. 
Knives are up against rifles any day. Well, that's what I was getting at. I think that is uh, Americans have such a low tolerance for that type of violence. But over there, it was like, yeah, well, that's fucking our normal. Yeah. And it does make you realize how lucky and and kind of cool it is that we don't get gunned down daily Man. by our police force for protesting. One thing that traveling always kind of teaches you is just how lucky you are to be born in the right place. Oh, I think about it all the I mean, time, man. God damn it. When you see the way some people live, you're like, yeah. what did I do, you know, to be know. to deserve this life? I think about it every day. I think about it. My parents, if they I didn't escape all the from time. Hungary, I could be living in Budapest. I could be fucking living with my retarded cousin, uh, Chuba. Don't you forget and take things for granted, though, too? I do, man. When I get upset because my fucking, you know, sandwich didn't come fast enough. Right. Or like, we had, or like, yeah, my meal isn't exactly as I wanted. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's depressing. They're like, right now I'm hot. I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. Hot. I'm not perfect right now. Right. <laughs> right? That's totally what we are. And, yeah. ugh, everything's not awesome all the time for us. When everything around me is not perfect, <laughs> I deserve to complain about that. Lack of perfection. Yeah. In my situation. Mm-hmm. Very upsetting. Oh, my internet connection, not fast enough. Fuck. DVR didn't record the and then entirety we get to, And we get show. to yell at people in this country. We oh, get to call somebody yeah, and go, this fucking isn't working as fast <laughs> as I want it to work. And they go, I'm so sorry. Can I give you a, right. a refund of some kind? And you're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. What do you think happens in Africa when something goes wrong? I don't care. No. Cosa. Yeah. Cosa. You know they talk like that, you guys. They talk like that. The clicking stuff, it's called cosa. Yeah. Cosa. Cosa. And they fucking talk in clicks. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Like people don't realize like I'm I know you don't you know it, but you don't until you see it. Like they're tribal people, man. Mm-hmm. People that speak Zulu and, mm-hmm. and Kosa and all these crazy languages. Yeah. Afrikaans and they all live together side by side. It's pretty incredible, it's man. It's awesome. It's pretty incredible. They really do pull off um like a melting pot I think better than anywhere oh, yeah. I've seen because there really is like a kind of a sense of harmony there isn't there what is yeah there was a word that intertwined um, Annika used yeah intertwined, intertwined this girl that was running our thing intertwined and I thought well that's a neat way of putting it because we live next door to Mexican people to black people but our lives are not as intertwined yeah obviously to some yeah. extent but not as much it's a beautiful country beautiful people we should say like our show we had a great we had a great show man shows were amazing yeah I mean what a cool way they did it we had our show was basically this we did we were doing theaters we did a week in durban and then a week in johannesburg and uh or josie excuse me or joe berg excuse (laughs) me um we had brian hayner guitar guy who opened for jeff dunham he did he did years with jeff dunham yeah he came out and he would open the show and then what he would do he would do it just a few minutes but then he would do the Na- South African national anthem oh on electric God. guitar. There's something about being in in whatever country you're in, and then and somebody playing the national anthem on electric guitar. Yeah. that sets shit off in a way yeah. that you really can't. You know, you can't compete with that. Yeah. There's no way you could compete doing what he did with like an MC coming out and be like, "You guys ready to have fun right. tonight?" Oh yeah, the crowds were to zero. I can't hear you. Yeah, and he would take it to like a ten with his playing within his minutes, songs and within his a jokes. couple of minutes. Amazing. I mean, the applause, the reaction from 
his song and the national anthem was arguably the most explosive reaction, period. You know and what? it's in the first few minutes I of know, the show. I know. Do you know how stupid I was? Every time I hear him do it, mm-hmm. I'd picture our national anthem, and then I'd get really, really excited <laughs> thinking about him playing our national Because <laughs> I, I didn't want to give it to them. I'm like, fuck you, man. This isn't my anthem. That would have been so funny if he had played um, America. America's <laughs> United <national> States. Yeah. <laughs> Best country in the world, and, fuckers. Ah, uh, fuck, man. I wish he would have done that. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow, how have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office, and we have been saving so much money since switching over. And setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. Hims is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. He went out. Yeah, he did that. And then our host for... uh for the whole thing was Finesse Mitchell, who I had never met before. Um, Finesse Mitchell uh, was on SNL. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, which is pretty pretty crazy. A little tiny credit. little show called Saturday Night Live. But what I was most blown away by, I had no idea. I didn't even know until a few days. When we, were, we were backstage talking, and I was like, where are you from? And he was like, from Atlanta. I'm like, oh, did you go to high school there? And he's like, yeah. And then, uh, oh, I, I, this is how it came up. I go, so are you a Georgia fan or a Georgia Tech fan? Because usually Atlanta people are one or the other. Mm. And he was like, neither. Like, uh, I went to University of Miami, so I bleed orange and green. And I was like, oh, and I go, I think he just said, like, I played football there. And I was like, you played football at the University of Miami? And he was like, yeah, uh, like 91 to 94 and i was like 
so you have a national championship ring? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, That's what crazy. in the fuck, man? That's way cooler than SNL. So that blew me away. And Finesse was a great guy. We got to spend a couple of weeks with him. Uh, he brought his sweet lady with him, uh, Dries. Very Dries. sweet, Dries, yes. Um So that was fun to, to hang with them. So, oh, then I would go up. And then, uh, then in each city we had local, like, contest winners. Yeah, like open micer type kids that yeah. had only been doing it a few times. But they then, both fucking destroyed. Yeah, they were amazingly good for their like. I thought level. I thought the first kid, Dusty, he did great. He did great. He they, he killed every night. And then, and I was like, okay, well, like you know, he pulled it off. Then we get to Johannesburg, and they tell us that the guy that won the contest. Has only done stand up five times. Yeah, Can you and we're doing that? an eighteen hundred seat venue, Ow. so we all are like, "This fucking kid is going to eat his dick." I know, and I was kind of anticipating it. I was too. That first day, I was like, "Oh, you're going to eat shit." We all were. Him, we're all like, shit. "This kid's going to fucking chew it." Yeah, but you told me to stop making fun of him because you're like, "Just stop living alone." He's, he's so nervous. I thought he was going to fucking have a heart attack. I know. No, but he did super well. No, he, he didn't. He didn't even do super well. He, he crushed. He did as well as anybody. <laughs> he fucking killed. Yeah. Killed. I know. I could not. When he came off, I was, I took me the whole way. I was like, there's no way this kid hasn't done any other type of performance. No. Finally, at the end of the week, I was like, have you ever done anything on stage? And he's like, I was a theater major. And I was like, okay, so that's why you're 100% comfortable <laughs> yeah. walking around talking on stage in front of people. But it was it was incredible. And then Ian Bag would go up. Who is retardedly <sighs> if you guys don't know who Ian Bag is, we're gonna have him on the podcast. Just Google him, watch his clips, just pay attention to Ian Bag, because he is so fucking talented. I mean, that guy would just blow the roof off the joint every night. Uh he's so amazingly funny. Yeah, it was um Canadian guy. He's was, living in the US. Uh well, he's American. He's, he's American. Gonna, he's gonna be American if he's not. We have to have him as a citizen now. But he is, um, yeah, he's a fucking powerhouse. other level powerhouse. Like he, he really would. He's the best. Uh, he's the best crowd work comedian I've ever seen. Uh, hands down, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen anybody and as good. To be able to do that, I mean, you have to understand too. And the audiences are very mixed. It was like the black people, yes, white people, Indian people, everybody together. There was one night where there were Muslims, like full bearded, and and then the women were like totally covered mm-hmm. Muslims in mm-hmm. the front row. Which in the United States, I think I've only ever seen once in ten years of stand up. Yeah. And this night, it was like a row of Muslims, and Ian comes out and just starts fucking with them and getting. Them laughing and it's it such a so skill. unique yeah very hard to do by the way with yeah. different cultures and i people. don't think pe- i mean people who have done stand-up 20 years uh sometimes can't do crowd work oh yeah it's, you know, a, it's it, a whole skill it's its, its own itself. skill set and um yeah he's as good as it gets we gotta have him. we're gonna have these people in here yeah um <clears throat> so our show let's see we, we would go we and then interval which is intermission, intermission. they call it interval yeah right? and then you then brian again finesse and you would go up. Yeah, and that was fun. It was fun because it was Women's Month. There's this thing called Women's uh, yeah, Month. Yeah, You have to understand that politically, socially, they're about 20 years behind the United States because mm-hmm. of the apartheid ending in 94. So, like, it's basically how it was in, like, the late 60s, early 70s here in the United Very States. Very politically charged. Very politically charged. And also, like, feminism kind of sort yeah. of exists there, not yeah. really. So they have to have Women's Month. 
which is where um, people are nice to women and like, <laughs> <laughs> treat them as not yeah. equals, but yeah. whatever. It was a fucking trip. So I'd get out there and sometimes I'd see people like arms crossed. We had um, great sets. It was though. fun. We all yeah. did. Look, Everybody, it was yeah. shooting fish in a barrel, You man. can't really It was struggle. so much fun. I am. We got to pick our own songs. Yeah. I'm so bummed that I didn't come out. <laughs> I want you know. Afterwards, I was like, "How did I?" We know? all were like, "Oh man!" I know. Yeah. Should have done funny song. songs. This is a real uplifting jam, Tom. But <laughs> yeah, if they said, "Please welcome to the stage," <laughs> the saddest song on the planet. And then I just walk out. Yeah. And everybody's oh, crying because this video is sad. Right here, they're clapping. They don't have winter coats in Africa. They can't afford them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Without enough to eat. I'm trying to picture the moment I want to walk out. <laughs> you get to pick your moment. Right, right. I say, cue it up to 50. Ugh. Come on, I want to I wanna practice this once. Okay. Okay, right here. Cue it up to 105. Coming to the Tom stage. Segura. Tom Segura. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, Africa. Thank you. Who here doesn't have AIDS? Raise your hand. Who doesn't have AIDS? <laughs> this is... The best comedy intro song ever. It's the saddest song. Can you, have, you know what I should have gone up to? Remember that USA for Africa song? Oh, man. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? <laughs> Damn. That would have been fucking... Uh, feed the world. Or just, um, what's Let the other one? them know it. What other starvation songs do we have? Well... This is it. I, I loved this song growing up. God, I, I love this huh? video. Cindy Lauper's in this. Oh, man. This was such a big deal. How come it wasn't USA to end apartheid? Where was that fucking concert? <laughs> Business interests. God, we're such really, assholes. That's why we didn't... Uh, Coca-Cola and shit. We didn't have any... We didn't impose sanctions until the end oh, because... I hate white people now. Oh. Lionel. When we serve to cough. When the world must come together as one. Please welcome to the stage, <laughs> Christina <laughs> Pajitsky. Hey, Johannesburg. How are you guys feeling? Raise your hands. Unless you're too hungry to raise them, in which case, keep them down. Conserve your energy. <laughs> That's Kenny Rogers before everybody came on his face. In my beard. His fucking face is wrecked now. Tina has a voice. God's great big family. There's Billy. This is We Are the World. I know. This is not USA Prime. It's alright. This is Michael. We are the world. Oh, he gets his own shot in the video. He's not mingling with others. No, no, no. They, I think separately they taped it. Yeah, that was a separate shot. Diana Ross. We're saving our own lives. All the blurts. Oh yeah, then they cut in Mike alone. Yeah, he he isn't doesn't have time to go down to shoot that thing. No, no, no. 
fucking Let's Michael. See. Send them your hearts. Oh, that's uh, what's her name? Dionne Warren. Yeah. Someone cares. <laughs> Miss. Will be Willie Nelson. Yeah. yeah. Come on, I love this growing up. Yeah. Has told us by turning stones to bread. I wanna. And so we all. Must lend a helping hand. Who the fuck is that guy? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you know that is that's a boss. That's the boss. He looks like he's taking a shit. He really does. I fucking hate that guy so much. George Michael. Do you think he has AIDS? Do you think George Michael has AIDS? No. Who's that asshole? (laughs) Who's this guy? Oh, this is Perry from Journey, right? Yeah. We make a better day. Great song. We could have come out to. That we should have done that, um, but then do they know it's Christmas time? That should be the other one too. Yeah, feed. <laughs> <laughs> we so I can't believe we missed that. We missed it so badly. And man. then like Paul Simon, diamonds on the soles of his yeah. shoes, and like all those fucking South African songs. <sighs> Fuck man, I know. At least the Paul Simon song. That's cool to play, right? Yeah. Which which song is it? Diamonds on the soles of her shoes about God the diamond damn. mining. I no, what's the album. other one though we were Graceland. listening to? Yeah. I'm going to Graceland. No, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, what? The whole album I was listening to. Well, what's the, the one thing? that I kept singing? I don't know. Which will get, fucking sing it. I can't remember it now. Uh, man walks down the street. Oh, so is it, you can call me out. You can call me out, yeah. You can call me out. Man walks down the street. You should have fucking. Why are my jeans so low? Why are my jeans so <laughs> Zane? low? Zane? Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind, with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. We had one of our guys 
uh, driving us around. He had his jeans way up. We're going to send Real him a pair high. of American We jeans. talked about jeans so much with him. That he's like, send me some jeans. It's an old joke. It's an old, old joke. Guys. Every day you make joke about my jeans. Send me some jeans. Because so. you know what's different about like Euro jeans and African jeans is that they're way faggy. Yeah. Like rhinestone like you know when you see he wears white wash jeans yeah you're like what are you doing your jeans are yeah. fucking gay like uh, we even asked we go what kind of jeans do you want he goes like these and they're <laughs> white wash jeans yeah and he's like and we're like how about some dark yeah like some Levi's, real dark dude. jeans how about you know? some american jeans some wranglers and shit there it is this would have been fun to come this out whole to. album you could totally come out i to love this. yeah fuck i fucked up a man walks down this would have been good. Has has good feelings. No. I need a photo opportunity. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in the cartoon graveyard. Bone digger, bone It's a great digger. video. Yeah, with Chevy Chase. Yeah. Who I had a crush on growing up, too. He's a fucking talented guy. Do you know the song is about a midlife crisis? No, I didn't know that. I don't know anything about lyrics ever. That's right. You're, I'm a lyrics person. You're like I just a like the person. way it sounds. Yeah. But even I consider like the vo- like the w- the singing in a song. Yeah. Is like an instrument to me. Oh yeah. Like I just hear the way it goes. Yeah. Remember that song that I was like, what is this song? Yeah. Oh, the breakup song. Yeah. By Gota or something. Gota. Gota. Goters. Yeah. Goat and nuts. it's like. They like they used to know. Yeah. And then it's like you read the stupid, lyrics, you're like, this yeah. is fucking retarded. Seventh grade. But I never heard the lyrics. I just heard it like a song, you know? Like I can't do that. Like when people are talking, I have to listen to the meaning. And, and if it's stupid, I can't fucking take it. I'm Come the on. opposite. I'm out. And maybe that's why I tolerate so many people. But Paul Simon, both lyrics, outstandingly yeah. good music. Yeah, he's a brilliant guy's guy. He's a fucking genius. He's a musical genius for sure. Do you know that I would open, I'd be like, here's what I knew about South Africa, guys. Yeah. I knew Paul Simon and, and AIDS. AIDS. So you you had your and AIDS joke they, too. I did, I, but then I changed it later. But they laughed at me, and I was like, "I love Paul Simon. I guess they think he's a fucking asshole or something." You know who's a real asshole? No, Toby Keith. Fuck Toby Keith. No, I fucking hate him too. Yeah. Do you know that he's mean to the troops when he when he, he went to Afghanistan before I did? Yeah. A few years back, I heard he was a total shitbag to the troops. He wouldn't sign autographs. He wouldn't talk to anybody. Literally came in, did the show, and like disappeared. What the fuck, man? Fuck you, Toby Keith. Do you really hate? Why do you hate Toby Keith? I saw his face right now. Mm. Toby Keith loves. He's ribs. got a new a new song called "I Like Girls That Drink Beer." Oh boy, you fucking cunt face. He is a cunt face asshole. Big fake teeth. You Tommy, big fake tooth motherfucker. Let's tell them the story about uh, the journalist. Remember we were on the radio. Oh my god, <laughs> we did radio in Durban. This is exactly <laughs> what happened. Yeah. So. We do radio, and then while we're on radio, the the local guy there in Durban named Dusty, Dusty Rich, says that, uh, oh, Tom and Christina are going to adopt me, you know, and bring me back to right. America. The, the joke being that Americans adopt African right. babies right. nonstop, and especially in Dusty, showbiz. Yeah, and Dusty's a, I don't know, 25-year-old <laughs> white guy, so we're like, we're not going to adopt you. Yeah. Who wants a fucking full-grown white man? Yeah, we want a cute little black baby. Yeah. So then we actually say, though, but you know what? We will adopt one of you. So if you come, <laughs> if you come to the show tonight and the rest yeah. of the week here in Durban, we'll interview people and we'll adopt one of you. We'll adopt one African it, person. Yeah, it couldn't have been more like blatantly a joke. Well, we're comedians on the radio. Oh, on the radio, and then right. I, we said if you come to our show, we might adopt you. Right, that was the sales pitch. And then I get an email <laughs> a few hours later, and the subject line says. 
what on earth did you do? And then I, oh. <laughs> It's always a good email yeah. to get from the director of the festival yeah. you're doing. Yeah. I opened the email Shit. and they've forwarded one of the journalists in South Africa was like, are Tom and Christina, I heard them on radio this <laughs> week, are they serious about adopting a child? If they are, please give me their numbers so that I can interview them <laughs> about their adoption procedures. Mm. Um, if this is a joke, then disregard. And so I typed back to, to uh, Annika, our, our uh, press person. Get AIDS. I, no, I wrote, I told her what happened. I was like, well, here's what happened on the radio. Yeah. And I go, I can't believe somebody would think this is serious. And then she wrote back, they thought it was serious because they're fucking idiots. Right. Well, wait, wait. Yeah, but I like the way you think, Annika. We didn't, but just so you know, did you notice that we never got asked back to do radio since that interview? That though? was the last That one. was the last press we did. And everybody else was doing like <laughs> press every day. Yeah, you you and I did not Ian, get asked back. Mitch, we didn't even finish t- talking about the show, obviously. We stopped by you. Ian and Mitch and Finesse. Right. Every day we're like, I got to go do press. Yeah. And we did it once and we're like, We've had like ten days off without. Press. Yeah, the Seguras. And not they were like, back. they were like, ah, no, you have you have a free day again. You have yeah. fucking fifteen free yeah, days in a row. Yeah, we didn't get that. Um. So wait, so after I went up, who was oh after God. me? David. David Cow. fucking Cow. You guys, not look. I've been doing stand up ten years. It. I'm. I'm not trying to sound uh, arrogant or pompous when I say this, but it does take, I think, a pretty good amount to impress me. Like, I don't get impressed easily by yeah. comics. And everywhere I go, people say, like, oh, you know, you know who's really good? And they, you know, they talk about some guy that you don't know. And then you see them and you're like, yeah, he's all right. Like, I see really funny people pretty often, man. Like, yeah. it, t- it, takes, it takes a lot to dazzle Tom Segura. All I'm saying is that, like, you know, I've seen a lot. Yeah. You know, I've worked with a lot of people. We we live in... I agree. I don't think a lot of people are as funny as most people do. capital of the world. Like, we see all the good people. Yeah. David Cow is as good a comic as I've seen. He is... He's got it all. He's so naturally funny. So smart. He He's doing comedy in this politically charged atmosphere of South Africa. Right. And he does it as well as you can do it. But not only that, for da- David is like, because of the political climate over there, Yeah, he's like a mouthpiece for what's really happening amongst so, black people. It's fucking, like what he says up there yeah. has impact socially and politically. Like It's, it's so cool bananas. to watch. Yeah. You watch it and it's like, watching him, it, it, was, it was just like, I didn't even get, I was talking to Finesse about this, like I missed, the majority of his references. I don't know who he's talking about. I don't know. Well, a lot of it's uh, South African politics. It like, all is. We know. We knew Jacob Zuma, who's our president, after yeah. being told who that was. But people uh, have to explain it to you. But you don't. I don't know the ins and outs of all right. that shit. No. Why would you? Right. Nobody does. But it didn't matter. Like his. That's bits my were point. So funny and it's, so amazing. When when you laugh at somebody's bit and you don't know what like yeah. who they're talking about. Yeah. But you still laugh. It's because there's just something special about them. Yeah. And that was David. Like, totally blown away. Every night I watched him. And a solid citizen. He's such a good human. He invited us to his home 
uh, where his wife made all of the comedians a home-cooked African meal. Christ. And it was so fucking good. Yeah. She made like ribs and lamb chops and sausage yeah. and then uh, pap, which is this African uh, corn mealy dish, right? Was it, it was corn? It's made out of it was delicious. So otherworldly good. And they're so kind and so uh, yeah. generous. Uh, I know. I kept thinking about like, like now, if David came here... I would obviously like do whatever I could to Yeah, what would you him. make for him? Oh my god. No, but I'm saying I would try to be a gracious host. Yeah. But I was thinking if he had come here first, I wouldn't be like, Hey man, no. let me cook a feast for you. No. Because I'm just not as thoughtful as no, as he is. That's for sure. Um but they were way, way fucking nice. I mean, they welcomed a bunch of us into their home with their children and like you said, it cooked a fucking feast. It was pretty cray. He was, um, and he was like, he introduced, he knew everybody. That was the other thing funny. Yeah. David knew everybody. Do you remember like guy that worked for like the Minister of Energy stopped him in a restaurant one day and talked to him for like 10 minutes while we were trying to have dinner? Yeah. About like, you make sure you make these types of jokes too. Yeah, telling him what, what material he should be doing. Yeah, because that's how much of an impact he has. Oh, yeah. Very crazy. Really incredible. Um, and then after David went Mitch Fatel, who had to follow. Oh, my God. That's the other thing we didn't tell you is that this guy is not only, like I said, really good, yeah. really smart, great material, all that. But he would fucking just, he was the only one that got regular people popping out of their seats, you know, at the yeah. end of his set. Oh, yeah. Some standing ovations. Um, and then Mitch had to follow that. And, you know, he did. Damn well for having to follow somebody yeah, that just course. who's beloved in a national treasure, beloved uh, in his own country. He got a standing ovation the last night. Yeah, um, but he and throughout the week, people yeah, would still stand up. Of course, up. Yeah. yes. Um, cray, cray. Yeah. So, and it was fun to hang with Mitch. I have, I've never actually spent significant time with him, but you know, other than like passing by in clubs and saying hello, but it was fun to to hang out with him and uh, his fiance Jess. Um, who I think no, I think they're back in the states now, but they're like yeah, world they travelers, be. fucking scuba diving, doing all types of. Yeah. They're like the they're the ones who every morning are like, "What do you guys want to do today?" <laughs> and we're like, uh, "We're gonna stay in bed." The girls are like, "We're gonna eat buffet and then we're gonna nap it out." Yeah, and, and then like, watch some monkeys. Steal well, we're sugar. gonna go on an adventure. And it's like, oh, I don't dude, wanna... do you remember the monkeys in Durban that would steal? <laughs> of like, course. we you'd be eating breakfast in the hotel, yeah, and a fucking little monkey. You're like, oh. Look how cute the little monkey is, and then the monkey would leap on the table, yeah. steal a bunch of packets of sugar, and then chug them, yeah. and run away. Yeah, it was fucking bonkers. Um, I wanted to tell you this really quickly before yeah. we we go any further. We had a little discussion, you and I. Yeah, um, we've had it on the show. Um, mm. It was definitely a he said, she said. Interesting. And um, this may spark your memory. I was going to knock her in the head one day out here beside the garage because she called me young retarded. I was going to knock her in the head with a claw hammer. And a lot of people, uh, they tweeted, they wrote yeah. in. It's I got to be honest, babe, because you know yeah. I love you. Yeah. The listeners spoke, mm. and it was pretty much a landslide. Mm. Uh, you had a couple supporters, but <laughs> everybody pretty much supported me and saying that she said uh, she called me uh, retarded. You know what? The tribe has spoken, and I, I, I respect our tribe, mm -hmm. but I, in my heart of hearts, I, I, I hear retard. You think and he's saying she called me 
a retard. Yeah, because... because Which, look, by the way, look, nobody ever says. Well, let's face it. Do you think Stevie's bright enough to, to use that extra syllable? What if he's, just, he's excitable, he's excited, he's all talking about the claw hammer, and he just gets ahead of himself? That's possible. Yeah. But I want you to... Mm. Could could you just listen for me? I have been. But could you really try here? Ugh. Just listen. All right. I was going to knock her in the head one day out here beside the garage because she called me young retarded. I was going to knock her in the head. You don't hear it? I, I hear, you don't hear the ED? No, I hear. I she hear, called me a retarded? I hear retard. No. She, she called me a retard. You really need a, to clean a, out your ears, a, a man. Retard. It's so clear. You know what, man? I, I'm going to stick to my guns on this. Jesus. I respect the tribe. But I, I, I was going to knock her in the head it. one day out here beside the garage because she called me young retarded. I was going to knock her in the head. You don't hear the ED in No, I hear Man. him say a retard. How do you not hear that? I don't hear. Is he saying retarded? No. I don't hear retarded. He, I hear retard. He says it. She called me a retarded. I don't hear it, man. Maybe I'm really? fucking. I'm hillbilly deaf. I can't. I can't <laughs> fucking speak hillbilly. Well, you guys, thankfully. Confirmed what I already knew. A retard. She called me a retarded. Whatever. Um, well, we have another debate going We've been talking now. about this one for a while. Yeah. Well, um, we each have different opinions about what's being said. Let's play the clip first, and then okay. we can each make our statement. Okay. I on the road. A classic. That's a, a classic. classic your mom's house clip. Right. That is but from the Tourette's documentary. We never brought up that we had differing opinions. Right, right, right. It was kind of a given. I think he's saying, uh-huh. oh, 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 I own the road. <laughs> I, I, I own the road. Okay. You think he's saying, oil, oil, oil in the road. <coughs> well, and here's here's the thing, though, is that your theory could be correct because... And the scene, he's sitting in the back seat of a car, mm-hmm. and they're driving. So actually, and, both scenarios... And as you could be correct, we could each be correct. Right, but I hear an L sound. I, I know what you're saying. Let's, and that, that could be just his brogue or fucking accent or whatever this shit's called. Why don't you guys let us know? Oil on the road. Or oil on the road. Oil on the road. God, that's a tough one. Oof. Oof. That's a... It's so tough. Oil on the road. It could be either the, one. The oi, oi sound. Oi, oh. Yeah. Oi, but it could be oi, oi. Right. That's oil. what I'm saying. Fuck. Well, you know... You guys, you can let us know again what you think. Do you think her genes are right? Or do you think mine are? Oh, boy. Well, can we fucking talk about, first of all, what the most important thing that happened on this trip is? The most important thing that happened (laughs) on this trip, absolutely, we should talk about. (laughs) Next stop, Brown Talk. Brown Talk coming up. You've been warned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've I've heard some criticism, by the way. Mm. Um, some people have labeled our show mm. nothing but a shit talking <gasps> fest. Oh boy! Just a show where people talk about their bowel movements. Mm. Mm. Frankly, I find it very disrespectful. <laughs> Me too. And very offensive. 
That's not what this show is about. Well, no, it's not just about bowel movements. It's about farting. Yeah. It's about burping. Wiping. Wiping. And now another topic. How do you want to get into this? Why don't you explain and then we can... Play the audio that accompanies sure, it? Sure, because you were very thoughtful on top of what happened. You said, let's get a record of this right now. <laughs> well, because it happened... Here's, so something happened on the way over mm-hmm. on our flight... And I wanted to to get it in the moment of really? when it happened because I didn't Amazing. want I didn't want weeks and weeks to go by and then we come back and then you kind of go what happened that day yeah. yeah and I you know how it is when you when something critical happens you need to journal it you need yep. to write it down to get your feelings and everything in this in in, in the moment so we we did an impromptu like audio recording of me retelling and Tom and I talking about what happened on the flight over. Mm-hmm. And so, Tom, are you gonna are you gonna play it now? Sure. This is us in Durban discussing. It's recording. What do you think of that? It yep. It's exciting. We're in our hotel room right now in we, Durban's. We flew from L.A. to Atlanta, Atlanta to Johannesburg, or Joburg, Joburg. as the locals call it, and then we got on another plane. And flew to Durban. But an interesting thing happened (laughs) while we were en route Mm -hmm. from Atlanta to Johannesburg. Well, actually, yeah, no, you're right. But I'm not sure when the incident occurred. Well, you're getting ahead of yourself. What happened was... Well, don't tell them what happened. Well, I'm saying what happened was you passed me. Well, don't tell them that part. Do you know how to tell a story? Okay, you tell. Go ahead, you tell it. You passed me a note mm-hmm. while we're on the flight that said something, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, and I thought it was a joke, <laughs> and then you stood up, and you came over, <laughs> and why don't you tell everybody what happened? Okay, so here's what happened. I, we, we flew from L.A. to ATL, and I was ripping some farts like I normally do, because we got up really early. <laughs> You know, and when you wake up early, you get very gassy. And so I was just ripping them like I normally do with pride. And then, I did some heaters yeah. on the second flight. We were both so. The second the, flight's where I really dropped some damage. And as did I. So um, here I am from Atlanta to Johannesburg, and I'm just ripping them, ripping them, ripping them. Hot ones, too. Really hot. And I go to the bathroom to, just to go pee because I can't really take shits on planes. And I noticed that there was a little brown in my underwear. And I thought, oh, my gosh, is this – what is this? And and I remember you telling me stories about about sharding. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I went to wipe, and sure enough, there was evidence that – You sharded. I sharded. You my shart. first shart. Your whole life? My first shart. I'm, I'm, I'm a grown man now. I sharded. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. Here, let's go back to it. Well, because we had tacos before we got. I'm just remembering now that Too we many, got and they yeah, were juicy ones, juicy tacos in the Atlanta airport. And then we ate on the plane right away. Right. So now, but you know how in hindsight it's always 2020. Of course. And I'm like, well, of course I sharted. We had fucking talks before we got on the plane. Some real juicers. Oh, <laughs> a short so you sharted. I had my first shart in ever. here. Ever in my entire life. I've never sharted. I know I'm a man. I feel like I've become a full See? man. Really? You earned you your go. wings? <laughs> Welcome my to brown the club. wings? Welcome to the club. I feel now, like a full-grown man. I want to make something. I want to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. So you don't notice anything until 
Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> you pull your drawers down, right? You take, I did. You're taking a leap. Just flooring. And <laughs> you just look down and you see in what? the in the uh, in the undercarriage. Yeah. Now the thing is, they're blue. They're blue underwear. Right. And so I, I was like, "Oh, what's that? Is that is that what I fucking think it is? Is mm-hmm. that brown?" And and I was like, "Oh my!" I had a moment of panic. how much? How much brown was in the underwear? Just a spot, like a like a stain. Like a showing. Was it like chunky though? Was it like, no. Like there was, was it no was chunks. there? Was it like just a smudge or was it? It was actually, like a smear. It was like it a was. crayon. Like if you took a crayon and you rubbed it into my underwear, just a dot. A brown crayon. A brown, but then here's the worst part: yeah. that when I went to wipe, there was a lot of brown. There was. <laughs> and I panicked because I'm like, well, what? What do I do? I've got shitty brown underwear on the airplane. We have 16 <laughs> yeah. hours to go. I can't sit in these. Yeah. And so I wetted some paper towels. You, and you. You turn them around, you wore them inside out in the front, <laughs> No, right? I did not. What? What? I did <laughs> do you not. do that? When you do that, Wait, you turn them around. Tom, do you turn your panties inside out when you shard? Of course. Everybody does that. Not everybody. Everybody. <laughs> if you shit a little bit in your underwear, you flip it inside out. That's what people do. But then the poo rubs on your pants. It's fine. It's enough. <laughs> Inside out. No, you do not. Yeah, of course. And you let the the shitty part on your pants. <gasps> I just you kind of just rub it down, but yeah. Oh, no, I can't do that. <laughs> sure, you do. That's disgusting. Okay, so wait. So you took your underwear off? So yeah. So I cleaned up. I, Isn't I it went crazy to... that when we pause and talk, yeah. we say the exact, the exact same, same thing. thing twice? It's so bizarre. Our brains are just really one track. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. The harsh paper towels, which in retrospect, um, not a good idea because right now my bum bum is pretty sore yeah. from from putting water on it and then washing it oh, off with a paper towel. So I made sure it was all clean, and then I took the underwear off, and I threw it away in the trash. <laughs> and then I, that's when I saw you. I came back, and I was freeballing in my sweatpants, and I was like, babe, you got to help me bring down my carry-on. Because here's, here's what I do. I always do you remember <laughs> when we were in backstage? <laughs> And you said Tom. Tom always has blood when he wipes. <laughs> yeah. And Ian and Brian were like, "Really? Like, how much?" And I was like, "It's like big dark pools of blood." And they were like, "Really?" Yeah. And I was like, "No, I thought you were gonna die." God, so scary. Uh, brown, brown, red. Carry on. Carry extra underwear. Uh-huh. Toothpaste, floss, of course, <laughs> and a day's worth of clothing just in case. And so I got down the underwear and then I put the underwear on. Now, the bummer of all of this is that I was sleeping for the rest of the trip and I was so afraid to fart. You were? Yeah. And that's not well, a good I know. feeling. I've had that, the fear of farting. Kind of. When you're afraid of your <laughs> own farts? Like, oh, especially if you had one sneak out earlier. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't want to be afraid of my own farts. And is this what it's like to be a man? I'm not sure I want to be a man anymore. No, it's not what it's like to be a man all the time. <laughs> but we all have days like that. But then how do you know when you can fart and when you can't fart? You just got to fart all the time. But there's just, <laughs> when, when once your underwear is soiled like that, then you know that you're having a day where you got to dial it in. I, I threw it out in the airplane you threw bathroom. threw out underwear in the airplane. Shit, shit pants. Shit pants. Shit pants <laughs> are in the... Delta. Wow. Whoever had to clean up that saw my shitty, dirty underwear. I mean, there was was there like you'd say like a handful of shit in them. No, I mean literally, it would be as though you took like a crayon and like let's say how big of a line? Like a dime. It was actually okay. a round mark, blah, blah, like a dime size brown, brown mark. Yeah. And so you're like, Ooh. but there was a mess then, in my butt cheeks. There was a, definitely a kind of a mess in there. Really? 
Mm-hmm. Little little Hershey fudge. Like in there. a smear. Like if you take a Hershey's kiss and you let it melt. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was a little thick, a little juicier. A little bit. I'm not gonna it wasn't a chunk of poo, but it was pooish. It was like a residue. Mm. It was like a I don't know how to explain it. Like if I were to take a a mouthful of chocolate and kinda of whistle like like blow uh-huh. or something. And it, a spray. Now, it was a spray, a brown you, spray. You know what I think it was? I wanted to tell you this because okay. I, I realized my mistake when I was on the plane. When I was on the plane, I was like, after we had dinner, I was chilling. I was like, oof, I'm really dropping some heat. <laughs> and then well, there was a couple that really almost made me get up and walk away. <laughs> and a little, I had a little discomfort. And I was, you know, I was like, God, you know what the problem was? Mm. Those talks. We had those talks. Oh, I forgot oh, about shit, the talks. Yeah. The problem was two talks. I should have had yeah. one talk just to hold me over. Yeah. The second talk really did me in. Well, as a rule. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> talks. We did have talks. Two talks. And spicy hot sauces. Yeah. And you the, know what, though, Tom? Mm-hmm. Ever av- After that day, I was afraid to fart for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid anymore. You got your, your confidence back. I got my... <laughs> <laughs> You got your confidence I got back. my brown wings back. Yeah. Oil, 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 oil on the road. I own the road, absolutely. Oil, oil. Brown oil. Um, I'm not afraid anymore, but I, I, a lot of people have been asking us about African dumps. Yes. And they were pretty good. Well, you may have had better luck than me. You didn't have terrible. Well, I didn't have... A couple t- days you said, I got African dumps today. I got... When the African dumps are... By the way, what? I told the story today uh, on the set that you sharted. <laughs> you did not. I did. You told people. I told everybody. That you work with that yeah. your wife sharted. So my wife sharted on the plane. They know me. <laughs> Why would you tell executives that? <laughs> They're like executives. <laughs> the major network. I said, uh, my wife sharted on the plane. And you they, did not. Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told everybody. Um, and Thanks, they were babe. like, really? And I was like, yeah. So I was telling the story. Oh, God. And um, the makeup girl was like, I sharted once. <gasps> oh, shit. Fuck. Knocked over the bottle. All uh, right. Typical. Um, Here, let me get some toilet paper. Okay. Can't really tell you this with what? you. What? Well, no, well, I'm right here. I'm, I'm listening. Oh, okay. Well, what happened? Well, hold on. Why don't we clean this up first? Oh, Guys, this geez. is real time. You get to spend time with Here, us for real. You, you're right next to it. Well, it's not big. Don't cry about it. It's not small. No, it's, not, it's not as big as it used to be. Wait, you told people that I sharted? You're telling your... the whole world right now. Yeah, but but that's people that choose to listen. Yeah. It's not like your employers. That's all right. No, I didn't tell the executives. Oh, God. I just told everybody else. Mm, okay. So, go ahead. So, I go um, to my wife sharted. And I tell them the story, and then yeah. the uh, makeup girl's like, I sharted once. Uh, and I was once. like, really? She's like, yeah, I was talking talking to my friend on the phone, <laughs> and I went to fart. And I was like, oh, oh, my God. And then I go, what color clothes were you wearing? And she goes, brown juice water. What? And I was like, what? And then I realized... She thought I was asking, like, what color did it come out? Oh, and sure. I, and I was like, no, no, no. Like, what what color clothes were you wearing? Like, did people see it? She was like, brown juice water ran down my legs. Oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so that, but that sounds like a diarrhea shart. Right. It, it was. So she had diarrhea. She went to fart, and oh. then 
basically <laughs> she said it filled up her shoes. See, I didn't have diarrhea that day. I just had like I know. morning anxiety dudes. Like when I wake up early in the morning, I yeah. just usually get gassy and, and sloppy. Yeah. Um but yeah, it can happen. That's, it can happen anywhere. But my African dumps, uh, for those of you that are asking, I've been dying to tell you guys this. So what would happen, like, <clears throat> I would eat like a salad there, mm-hmm. and then a few hours later, I would get severe cramping, abdominal cramping, to the point where I'd be like bent over, just, mm-hmm. oh, fucking, it hurts, it hurts. And I'd have to take my iPhone into the bathroom and like play Scrabble, and then eventually I would shit, and it would be like a normal shit. Yeah. And then, but you had some cramping. But it was weird. So those are my African dumps where you just get like severe pain and yeah. then a normal dude comes out, which is fucking bizarre. But then I also had like full-blown diarrhea where like just whatever I ate, like 20 minutes later, it would come right out of me. I got real lucky on this trip. And we were expecting the worst. You and yeah. I got Cipro and we were like, we're going to get diarrhea. We're going to plan. We're going to get malaria. No, you were, I woke yeah. up at 5 a.m. and took a shit. Took yeah. an African dump, which is not like me that at all. You've never done. I usually get up to take right. shits in the middle of the night. Yeah, but you did, and uh, we also didn't get any colds or sick. Not I did feel work. in Joburg the the dryness was yeah. really starting to get to me, and polluted. My boogers and, were black and stuff. In my chest, I was like, "Fuck, man! Yeah. Like I'm getting sick." But then as soon as we flew back, I was better. Yeah, I think the pollution's pretty fucking terrible there. Pretty intense, man. I did notice the food is very good. We got fat in Africa. Tom and I so gained crazy. so much weight. So crazy. <clears throat> the food's delicious. And I think the only thing that got me were salads. Every time I had a salad, I would get diarrhea. Yeah. But the food was amazing. It we was actually pretty got awesome. Fat. Like you, you said in your joke, I, I'm the only person that came to Africa and got, got fat. fat. Yeah. They love that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. As soon as you tell people that, they, uh, <laughs> they're pretty, they can't believe it. You know, they're. Girl, get your life. <laughs> Tell you to get your shit together. Go get your life. Um, oh, this is something I'm really excited to say. Yes, mommy. Uh, it's finally here. <gasps> My album is coming out. Bang! In a couple weeks. That's so exciting, um, Jeans. I talked to the uh, people that are doing the the cover art and pressing the CDs and all that. And of course, it'll be online, but. It's uh you know I've been talking about it for months. It's it's about two weeks away. Oh, it's so, so cool. So how can uh, people get it? What I've set up is if you go to my website, if you go to tomsegura.com, uh, on the homepage on the bottom right area it says subscribe, and if you put in your name and email, you'll be notified when it goes on sale. We're obviously going to talk about it on the podcast when it comes out, and it'll be you know I'll tweet about it and all that stuff, but. If you want to be like, hey, here's an alert. It's ready. It's going to be on sale. Um, the cover's super funny and cool, by the way. It's the artwork awesome. is hilarious. I can't wait to put it out. Um, just so you know, I'll just tell you now. The album is called White Girls with Cornrows. Um, Which is a fucking amazing title for a comedy album. I, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm happy with the album. I'm happy with the artwork. It's going to be fun. How do you feel? You're... you're- I mean, because I'm doing an album is a very fucking yeah emotional. Maybe because this is your second one, is it a little bit easier. It is, but then you get to the point too, because I recorded it in February, and you know, March, April, May, June, July, I stopped doing some of the stuff, but then the other stuff got stronger, which happens. I at, hate that. But that happens when I did the album in 2010. Like, yeah. I recorded it in January. And by October, 
all those bits were so much better. There's nothing you can do about it. There, the, I guess that is <clears throat> the process, is that you, you're kind of recording one night yeah. in in the span of your career. And it's like, hard to be like, man. Yeah, and it's such a bummer because the stuff that you, you think is okay at the time, you yeah. improve and make 100% better in a few months' time. Yeah. So you're never perfect. It's I mean, never perfect. The nice thing is that albums are, are really separate from specials. So I have the I think I have the luxury of I can <clears throat> if I do like a special next year yeah I can do material from there that is super tight now yeah and, that you've worked out and shit. right because a DVD or a special is not an album like it's a right. it's a separate thing so you can do material from your album on your special and know that it's a separate you know piece of work right so that's what I'll try to do if I if I can get a special next year. Um, I mean, I obviously have new stuff that I'll put on there, but the stuff that um, I feel like is tweaked and tighter now, I'll do on the, on the special too. It's exciting jeans. Yeah, so I'm excited I can't to do wait it. To get them, mommies. I really hope uh, to get your support on this uh, album. If you've never, uh, you know, purchased any of our delightful products. I'm really hoping you get the album because I'm very, I'm very excited about it. I'm excited to hear it. And oh, we want you to tell everybody. Obviously, we were gone for about 20 days. <laughs> um, we're going to ship out your orders. Everybody that ordered stuff from our store on your mom's house podcast dot com. Um, we apologize for the delays. Obviously, because we were out of the country, but we will ship everything out in the next couple of days ASAP. So please forgive us. And uh, if you're looking to get a top dog shirt. Um, a kingfish shirt or a highest tightest jeans bundle. We're stocked up. Place your order. Right, jeans. You have to get a top dog shirt. It's so good. It's I wear awesome. it. The best thing about the top dog shirt is that it's kind of like a cool, subtle thing. Yeah, it's like patriotic because it's red, white, and blue, and people yeah. think it's the Top Gun logo from yeah. afar. It's really funny, and man. it's like, and if you're a fan of the podcast, it's a subtle cool it's not like a, a brazen shirt we were advertising yeah, we were yeah. Into. no it's pretty yeah it's kind of fucking cool like i wear it a lot on stage one of the um, I love that fucking shirt man. security guys at uh at a club i worked a few weeks ago yeah was like man can i get one of them shirts i was like yeah and then his boys came to the club to go out for the night mm -hmm. and he wore his top dog shirt no. out to the club yeah that's so funny it's pretty funny, man. Yeah, because people who don't even know the podcast will buy that shirt sometimes. And well, like, you'd have to really stare at it to figure it out. That's the <laughs> thing. Top dog. If you just looked at it, you wouldn't think it's anything but just... Fuck. Babe, what? we got to tell Top Dog my shark story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should call him and tell him. Yeah, we should call him and then maybe get stories of his sharks. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, something to look forward to. Hey, buddy. It's a three-day weekend. Are you going to have big plans? Fucking sleeping. <laughs> Yeah. I'm tired. I know, Jeans. Let's, let's go to bed. Let's go to bed. Let's put this up. Okay. We got to put up the MomCast. Well, thank you guys, as always, for listening to us. Your momshousepodcast.com is our site. Please go there. I was talking to them. Stay updated on our schedule. Sorry. No, I was just thanking them. I was having a moment oh, with I'm our sorry. listeners, and then you totally interrupted. I really didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I yell in the road. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. I. I missed you guys. I missed talking to you when we were in member in Africa. I was you like, really I did. missed doing our podcast. You I really missed, did. You know, talking to the people that, that give a shit about our lives. And we thank you for that so much. 
And we're happy to share it with you. Yep. We love you. Uh, we love you. Go to our site. Also, facebook.com slash your mom's house podcast. You can like that page and see all the wonderful. You can comment. You can vote on the polls that people put up. I hope somebody puts up a poll for I own the road and oil on the road. And, it's oil. Uh, it's obvious. And Mom. then retarded and it's retard. retard. I can't believe that. One, one, it's easy. It's like, are you retard? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't hear retard. <laughs> uh, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, we love you very much. You're my jeans. My mommies. Fucking camp.